Hey y'all, what is up? Highly back for another Tuesday episode. Ah, uh, yeah, it's Tuesday. The kind of start to another week. I hope your Sunday and Monday have gone great thus far. If you're not listening to this on a Tuesday, maybe a Wednesday. I hope the days before this are going well. Um, <laughs> I have had a crazy time, a, a crazy time. A lot of it being like the concept of going from someone who you used to talk to every day to almost a stranger. It's crazy. So as I talked about, ooh, I don't know what episode it was called. I think it's You Are Loved. That sounds right. I talked about like sexual harassment, assault. I don't know what you call it. I I, I should I should know which one's which, but I don't. But I I talk about experience and stuff, experiences <laughs> and stuff in that episode. And also in R plus K, I talk about some experiences, of feeling objectified, and sexual harassment and stuff like that. And recently, it was brought back into my life, like the experiences and everything. It was talked about again. And I realized, like, I just need to be standing up for myself more. (laughs) Like, I can't... I almost feel like a doormat to other people. Like, they just just step on me. And that's not, like, that's not it. Because you don't build confidence by letting people walk all over you. Like, you're never going to get anywhere in life if your whole mindset is, you know, I'm just going (laughs) to... It's kind of like kill them with kindness. Like, you can only do so much with kindness where the kindness is abused. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you can be kind, but at some point, you got to just brute be like, yo, I'm standing up for myself. And you can't always be nice when you do that. And that's what I've been like, having to do so recently a thing I don't want to go into the whole thing because it again is a whole thing but a situation was brought up about telling someone else about the sexual harassment and I was like freaking out not because it was anything I was ashamed of or embarrassed of or anything like that because anything that needs to stay between like just like two people is talk like it was talked about it wasn't anything that needed to go any further and anything that was beyond what was talked about I wasn't embarrassed to like talk about because it was stuff that happened like consensually or not like stuff like yeah but my whole thing was I have limited what I say to certain people like there are certain groups of friends that know very specific details about sexual harassment in my life and there's some friends who never even knew it happened like it's very it's just very select people know select pieces of information because it's not something I just blurt out I say it if I feel like it's gonna be held against me in some way 
I was telling a friend the other day that I only tell guys that it's happened if I feel like at some point it may go further. Because I know some guys are very like, ooh, you have been touched in some way that I do not find enjoyable and you're kind of like tainted now. I know not every guy has that viewpoint, but I have met guys that do have that viewpoint. So I need to make sure that like I'm not stumbling across those men. So if I feel like anything's going to go further with a guy, I do let them know up front, like, yo, here's what happened, like, blah, blah. Maybe it's not like the cutest topic on a first date, but it's also not something I just like bluntly put in. It's usually like slipped into conversation and I see how he like reacts to it. But that's my choice too. And in this situation, I felt as though I had lost the choice to tell my story at a point where I was comfortable to tell it. And the person and I, we were going back and forth. I got very upset very quickly. And my whole thing was, I have, I have caused you hurt and the amount, it wasn't a lot of hurt. It was enough to be like, oh, whoa, that's sucky. But there's also a there was a limit on it (laughs) on the hurt and while the amount of hurt was like not ginormous I still felt like I had to like repay and rebuild all like rebuild all the all the areas where there were no pain (laughs) just to like overcompensate for like having caused anything and in doing that and trying to overcompensate I was being overly generous with who I was talking to and what information I was giving out and how much I was giving out. And this makes it sound like I was like a, like a super blabbermouth about what was happening. But like, no, as I've said, like what I put out into the world, like if it needs to be discussed with other people, I make sure I talk to like, yo, are you cool if I say this? And then it gets talked about. <laughs> Especially if names are dropped. I usually confer with the person whose name is being dropped. Be like, yo, you cool with this being put out into the world? If I don't confer with someone, their name is not put in. As in right now. (laughs) But, like, I'm not embarrassed. I don't overshare. I think my sharing is, like, as much as, like, you're willing to share with me. But my whole thing was, like, I wasn't... All these people were asking me for so many bits of information... But I wasn't receiving anything from it. I was just receiving, like, question after question after, like, response. Like, yo, I want to know this and this and this and this. And I was like, whoa. So when finally this person comes up and asks the final question that just breaks me down and makes me feel like I have no control anymore, I was like, no. And I finally stood up for myself and was like, I'm not going to let you pressure me into something that I do not feel comfortable doing. And people who have experienced sexual harassment, sexual assault, anything of that variety, even if it's not that, this is just relevant to this situation, but if you have ever been put in a scenario where you are feeling pressured to talk about information that you don't feel comfortable speaking about, don't talk about it. If the information you're withholding is not hurting yourself and isn't hurting others, 
then you say it when you're ready, babe. You stinking, you wait until you in your freaking gut are like not going to vomit when you tell someone. And whether that takes you an hour or 11 years, don't let anyone go pressuring you into stuff. And that experience caused me to be on edge for like a solid like (laughs) a couple days because I was so worried about like me losing control over the situation even though I had stood up for myself and was like yo you can talk about what you need to talk about but don't bring me into it because that's not something I feel comfortable talking about and you bringing me into it is going to make me have to spark the conversation a conversation that's going to make me feel worse than I already do. But in having this conversation and standing up for myself and feeling a new sense of like pride and redemption within myself, like this is like my redemption arc and my character storyline, I also feel like I lot like I almost lost someone. Like how as a society have we become so used to meeting someone, telling them everything about ourselves, telling them every bit of our soul that makes us us, how do we go from that to, oh, I knew them. I, yeah, they were, they were a friend, like, eighth, ninth grade. Like, how did we, how do we as a society, like, just like accept that? Like, obviously, it's like, oh, it's growth, it's change, it's this and that. But it's just crazy how, like, normalized it's become. How normalized it's been to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a best friend or an uncle or a sister or or just anyone close to you who you, like, gave your heart and soul to, to one day go from that to just like, oh, yeah, We, we pass on the street sometimes. Sometimes I hear a song and, like, remember that, like, I listened to it with them once. Like, it's crazy how we as a society have adapted to the idea of, like, growth and change just means, like, loss. (laughs) And ultimately, I get it. Like, the loss is, like, like, either it's going to make you better or it's going to make you, like, realize stuff. And then you're going to grow from what you realized and, like, the action you took. Or whatever. But like. I don't know. It's just the idea that like. There is no love and happiness without pain. But like pain has become just so normalized. (laughs) Like. I feel. Like as. As people. As peeps. Like me talking. You listening. All this good stuff. We have normalized giving our all to someone and lowering standards some of you maybe in situations that might apply um or just like allowing ourselves to get hurt or allowing the other person to get hurt like we like let so much negative stuff pass us because it's like oh there is no love without pain like no why do we normalize all this pain and like hurt and all this stuff (laughs) like i get that you can't prevent pain but like you can't prevent it obviously and 
even though they're like maybe red flags it's like you can't always see the red flags but it's like why do we normalize it yes it happens but it shouldn't be the norm to be like oh yeah they broke up they wrecked my life i am in sorrow but it's normal no it shouldn't be we shouldn't come to a point where all our pain and sadness is normal like the feeling that i've had where i feel like i've been pushed around and used and just like not appreciated i'm like oh it's normal no it shouldn't be like One thing I've had to realize in my quest for confidence, like in standing up for myself, I also realized I shouldn't have had to stand up for myself in the first place. I should have not normalized all the negative things happening. I should have taken action sooner. It shouldn't take a defining moment of standing up for yourself, like it's the climax of a movie, for you to like realize your self-worth and not normalize all the bad things happening to you. Like, I was talking to my friend the other day about some quote or something with love. And they were like, oh, yeah, but love sucks. Because eventually you're going to have to pick up the pieces of the lost love. You're going to have to recollect yourself. And he said it like it was the most normal thing in the world. Like, no, it shouldn't be. People shouldn't go into loving another human being with being like, oh, Well, eventually I'm going to have to pick up the mess you leave behind. No. If anything, we should normalize the good things. Like, oh, I fell in love. Freaking, you know what I'm going to have to clean up? Their freaking dirty clothes when we're moved in together freaking 10 years down the line. Like, yeah, maybe it's an idealistic point of view. You're not normalizing positive things. You're normalizing an idealistic version of your life but like why not what is so bad in in normalizing ideas versus normalizing negativity I'd rather normalize people freaking living their life as if it's freaking 20 years in the future and they've already succeeded in all these great things Versus people living in, like, a bunch of sadness and negativity. And that makes it sound like any sadness and bad feelings you feel are like, oh, we shouldn't talk about them. No. But it... These feelings shouldn't be normalized, like the feelings you're having. Like, you shouldn't sit there being depressed and sad and be like, this is normal. No, what's normal, what what should be normal, what should be you on a daily basis is you feeling love for yourself, not even feeling happy. Because happy isn't a a feeling that can be normalized because not everyone's going to feel it. That's why there's bad stuff in the world because feelings like that aren't normalized. But what also isn't normalized is the idea of self-love and freaking confidence in yourself, in your body, in your imagination, in your strength, and not even the physical kind. Like, we have come to a society at the point where we normalize so much bad 
that when anyone talks about the good, it sounds unrealistic. Like me talking about, for example, like like I said with the moving in thing. Like, oh, I met this guy. He's freaking great. Four months down the line, I'm still... I like him just as much as I did when I first met him. Even more now that I know him more. And oh, I can't wait for the day that freaking we move in together. And all I'm cleaning up is the dirty dishes they leave from taco night. And that sounds like an idealistic thing when it shouldn't be. It should just be the idea of looking forward to the positivity your life can hold when you're not normalizing feel when you're not normalizing the toxic relationships and the bad feelings and the arguments that make you feel like crap. Like not even relationship wise, just anything. Like I used the relationship as like an example because that's like what a lot of like teenage young adults are like worrying about when they come to like oh leaving things in the past a lot of it's like relationships and stuff but it doesn't it doesn't have to be (laughs) and I guess all I'm really saying is like why have we become why have we become so used to the negative feelings in our life why why is that a thing Why is it more normal for you, for you at home? It, it can be, it might not be for everyone, but it is for a mass majority. Why is it more normal to have feelings of depression and sadness and hate for yourself and disappointment and all and feeling like you need to have all this pain in order to uh, truly understand what it's like to be happy why is that normal versus normalizing like hey feeling self-love is great (laughs) like it's kind of like combating all the negativity not even normalizing it having a stronger way of combating all the negativity like, I feel like normalizing is such like a, a controversial word. Because like, what do we define as normal? What should be normal is the consistent love that you should have for yourself on a daily basis. Because you can't say you're happy on a consistent basis. You can't say you're sad on a consistent basis. You can't say you're angry. You can't say you're fearful. You can't say you're disgusted. I just named all the moods from inside out. You can't say you're any of those things consistently. But one thing that should be normalized and consistent is the self-love and respect you have for yourself to not allow yourself to normalize the negative feelings. This, you know what? This title is probably going to be normalized. Count how many times I said it in this video. Because right now, it's the only word I can think of. It's currently like midnight when I'm filming this. I shouldn't be asleep. But instead, I suddenly had like an epiphany was like I need to film this now (laughs) I don't know like there could be so many better words than normalize but it's just the word that's coming off my tongue but just 2021 through all the cancel culture and the racial hate and injustice and 
political aspect and the economy (laughs) and all other smart things I can say. Through all of that, the one thing that should be consistent is your self-love and your self-respect. Because you, confidence can fluctuate, happiness can fluctuate, but what shouldn't fluctuate is the respect for yourself to not let other people treat you less than you deserve and the self-love to regulate that you deserve the highest form of love. And that doesn't have to be romantic. It can be platonic. It can it can be anything that's not one of those two. There's so many other forms of love that I just can't think of right now. But as long as you got self-love and self-respect and they work as a tag team, you're chilling. You're good. And yeah, maybe staying with those two is being content. But the more you level those two up, the more the more you're going to start being able to feel all the other things that you want to feel. The consistency of happiness, the consistency of confidence, the consistency of excitement, and freaking being exhilarated by simple everyday things. And soon that starts to combat all the negative stuff. And yeah, if you're sitting there depressed and upset, like, no, it's not. It's not going to do any of that. Slowly it does. What you're putting out into the world is what the world is giving back to you. And if you're filling your head manifesting with all these negative thoughts and emotions, you're only going to get that back because that's what you're putting out. Golden golden rule, treat others the way you'd want to be treated. And you're treating the universe as a soul who feels like they're not worth shit. But you are, and you just need to realize that. You just need to realize that you're worth a million bucks plus infinity bucks. So if you start putting onto the world, I respect myself and I love myself just by what anyone may say, you're going to get that back in multiple other forms other than just self. And if anything, from any of you who have stayed this long, the whole 22 minutes, (laughs) I hope what you can get from this is just like, you are worth it. (laughs) You don't got to go through pain to experience love. You just got to go through self-love to experience love. And love doesn't have to come from another person or another thing. It just comes from the world around you. And you have to be comfortable with it coming from the world around you. And not having to go through every obstacle in the book to, to allow it to come to you. That felt very metaphorical and I don't know why. <laughs> but thank you for listening. If you stayed this far. Babes. I love you. I love you so much. Babe is just the word I feel like it needs to be said right now. Much love. Stay safe in this panorama. Don't go being stupid. (laughs) Self-respect. And hold up your cups, guys. And then fill it with that self-love juice. Cheers. And here's to happy.